0: Friends Michelle Walrath and Fran Panicià were driving their kids around the East Coast to Taylor Swift concerts several years ago and quickly grew tired of the fast food options. They didn't want meat with antibiotics or vegetables that were fried, Walrath said. So during one car ride, they hatched a plan to create a health-focused restaurant themselves. They had no restaurant experience, but a couple of days later, they were out looking at available restaurant sites. The first Organic Crush opened in May 2015, and the chain now has seven units and a commissary kitchen with a couple more leases signed and plans to open at the new Health and Wellness Center at the University of Richmond next month. The chain recently added a new app and loyalty program and has hired several executives from Fox Restaurant Concepts and Kava. Please enjoy this buzzworthy brand's interview with Organic Crush.
1: Michelle Walrath, and I'm one of the co founders of Organic Crush. And we started Organic Crush as a lifestyle eatery, a place where all the food would be 100% organic and we'd be able to serve something for everyone. So it started a little bit on a whim, um, although I would say the idea had been brewing for years and years and years. But the actual spontaneity of when you start a business, fortunately, Fortunately, in this case, we didn't think too long and hard, or We might have stopped ourselves. But <sighs> my partner and I, Fran Panicià, were traveling with all of our teenage kids. She has four kids and I have four kids. Um, our founding chef has three kids. Wow. So Fran and I had known each other for years and years through the school network. And we just happened to be traveling together one summer, bringing the kids around to some Taylor Swift concerts. They were <laughs> around 12, 13 years old. And I think we had four or five girls in the car and we found ourselves living on the road for day after day, doing these concerts, driving, we're in New York. So driving to Boston, driving down the East coast, um, and getting really more and more frustrated by the day that we weren't finding food that suited ourselves or our teenage girl needs. So we, we, we had been home cooks for so much of their, our lives and their lives that we pretty much controlled what was that in their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. When you live on the road, you lose that control and suddenly day after day, having to eat on the road for not necessarily fast, at the real definition of fast food, but even, you know, hotel food or delis or um, chain restaurants, we were just disappointed and didn't feel great by how that food was making us feel. So feel. So we tossed around the idea of just kind of saying like, how could this be possible that there's not a single place where we want to feed the kids and where we'll feel good about what we're eating. Um, we really don't want to feed them meat that has antibiotics or hormones in it. Um, we really don't want to feed them vegetables that are fried and full of canola oil. And um, so we threw out this idea in the car ride home. I think it was from Boston that one particular trip and just said, well, if it doesn't exist, maybe we should just do it ourselves. And it was kind of like, haha, maybe we should just do that. Neither one of us had restaurant or culinary experience outside the home. And a couple of days later, we were out looking at restaurants, abandoned restaurants, I guess, mm-hmm. it is, and um, found found one that was right for the picking. And we, we said, okay, let's do it. We see this spot, let's find a chef. And that's a great story too, but we found it and we got started.
0: <laughs> wow, that's uh, kind of amazing. I was just about to say, did you have some previous restaurant experience? Uh, <laughs> And maybe the Probably fact that you didn't, if we did <laughs> exactly what well, you were just sort of uh, clueless enough to think that perhaps this was <laughs> exactly to do. Um, so that first store opened in 2014, is that correct? Uh, May of 2015. 2015. Okay. So w- where are you now? How many units do you have? We have seven units. Nice. And uh, you have a
1: commissary as well? Yes, correct. That's where we're sitting, chatting from today. So that's our big production kitchen and some of our offices. And um, after after the first three, after the first two and a half had opened, it was getting harder and harder to produce all the things. One of the things that um, was critical to us in the beginning, we had organic as a driving force. We really wanted to um, keep the. Bar set the bar high and keep the rule really easy to follow. Whatever the chefs were going to order in had to be organic. Um, in a sense, that's easier to do than to say, "Oh, sometimes we're going to get organic when it's available. We'll get organic." Our rule was 100% organic because that was the level of food we felt the most confident in that contributed to a person's health and feeling and and even just feeling good after you eat it. Um, and with that 100% organic, we really wanted the restaurant to have something for everyone. And more and more and more of the people we knew were dealing with allergies that had sprung up related to food, not just peanuts and nuts, but from gluten and dairy and soy. So we wanted the restaurant to offer all the things that contributed to an organic, healthy lifestyle and offered options for people with eating sensitivities. So we have a 100% gluten-free bakery, and we have cold-pressed juicing, and we've got a whole fruit frozen smoothie bar, and we've got every um, protein. Um, We've got, you know, soy-free tamari. So we had all these ingredients, and it was getting, once we had these two, three restaurants, it was really hard to have each restaurant produce all of those things every day in their own kitchen. So the commissary came to be as you know the solution to being able to offer something for everyone, but not burden each individual store restaurant with having to reduce all those things.
0: Sure, that makes sense. And I think I saw on your website that not everything is one hundred percent organic. Currently, is that is that correct? Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: No, everything is. 100%. Oh, everything is. Sorry, um, we we just list like, for example, tuna. There's not an organic certification for for tuna, so we do the sustainable pole-caught, low-mercury tuna, Um, same thing. Uh, That might be the only one, and I think, oh, our gluten-free wrap. They don't make a gluten-free wrap that's organic, so we just, if, if we happen to run into that problem in inventory... And we, oh, art, and sorry, canned artichokes. They don't make a canned organic artichoke at a commercial level. So we've got the GMO verified. So the point of that on the website is just to always keep the customer in the loop if we're ever sure. struggling to source, but um,
0: other than that. So have you, since you have such strict, um, you know, sourcing guidelines, have you run into any uh, hiccups at all during this pandemic in terms of supply chain issues?
1: Um, minor in the, what, what, what turned out to be a positive that felt like a negative five years ago, we would, we had more trouble five years ago, say if lemons weren't, uh, available organic, we'd have to say to the customer, we can't get lemons right now. So that would really affect their dish or we we couldn't get spinach one summer. That was organic for a few weeks. So we switched, we switched to Swiss chard and we thought the customer would be bothered by that. But as soon as we told them why the reason was that we couldn't get the organic product, they appreciated having the transparency of switching to a new product. I would say during the pandemic, it was minimal suffering in regards to sourcing. Oh, that's I, I good. We, we slightly scaled back on our menu during the pandemic because of the need to adapt to production issues and um
0: and we've got such a huge menu. I so. was really struck by that looking at your website. The menu is uh very large like yes <laughs> a lot. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, so you scaled that back a, a little bit during this time? We did a
1: little bit. Um we're made a go we scaled back because people weren't in the stores we scaled back some we have a lot of gluten-free bakery items we scaled back to about half the offering of the bakery, but that was still five or six, seven products that we could put out.
0: Um, So what uh, what does a typical unit look like for you? Like what's kind of an ideal square footage and location and stuff? Alex is gonna jump in on that one. Oh, Alex, I'm having trouble hearing you.
2: How is this, is this better? That's perfect. Okay, so uh, my name is Alex. I'm the president and COO. I joined about two years ago um, to assist um, Fran and Michelle in in helping them uh, grow and scale the company. Um, a typical, I mean, we have our, our stores are various sizes. They're anywhere between 2,000 and 3,200 square feet. Um, you know, currently the landscape has changed. So Right now, it really depends on the real estate deal that can be made. So it's not so much uh, square footage. Most fast casual concepts are looking for smaller footprints. Um, Our, you know, the sweet spot for us is really between 2000 and 2200 square feet. Um, But if we can get a a good deal on uh, a slightly larger restaurant, we'll do it. Uh, A good example is Westport, which opened up uh, about a month ago. And that's uh, thirty-two hundred square feet. It's a. It was a second-generation restaurant. Uh, it was previously a Chipotle, and uh, the landlord really wanted us in there because of the. The plaza is really a health and wellness plaza with a soul cycle and a Row House and a Solid Core and a Trader Joe's.
0: Oh sure, uh, you guys seem like a good fit in that mix for sure.
2: Yes, yes, and uh, so right now we're we're looking for, you know, we're looking to be part of of suburban. Areas um, we're gonna watch a little bit what's gonna happen in in the more dense uh, cities. We're gonna you know we have we can afford to be patient there, um, but um, but the sweet spot is is around that twenty two hundred square feet. Ideally a second generation restaurant with some some good bones and walk in box and 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 hoods and that makes us happy.
0: So you just said so many fast casuals are going towards smaller footprints right now and even, you know, doing away with their dining rooms entirely. Is that appealing in any way to to your concept?
2: No, not really. I I think, you know, I think people have such a desire and need to be social. And yes, things are tough. Um, So for us. You know, it allows us to to pump the brakes a little bit um, and focus on what we're doing now and and really connect with our customers and increase loyalty. Um, I am, you know, we are all very optimistic coming out of this winter, going into spring and summer, Um, you know, vaccines around the corner. We know what we're up against with COVID-19. We've gone through it. think about how much we know now versus last year, this year, March. so so we're, we're optimistic we 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 feed a purpose no pun intended you know our food is delicious it's healthy it's organic it boosts immune your immunity um and um so yeah i mean we're we will always have a dining room and we'll always have that that hospitality in inside our store
0: and your most of the units have outdoor spaces is that correct
2: that's correct yeah most depending on the unit but uh there, there's one in um, in Roslyn on Long Island that has a tiny, tiny patio, but we have a couple that have, you know, pretty big one. One in Plainview, New York here um, has about 50 seats, I think, outside and a big tent. So um, it depends on the location.
0: So, so talk a little bit, uh, either one of you, about, um, you know, what happened when March came and kind of what your immediate steps were. And, and then let's talk about some of the new rev- revenue streams that you all have have yeah. found to navigate your way through this situation.
2: Yes. Well, for obviously for, it was difficult for everybody, for us too. I mean, our sales uh, at, in the beginning plummeted about 80%. Um, we pivoted very quickly into groceries, uh, meal plans, um, we started we um michelle's sister and michelle's very connected in in, in the medical community a lot of friends and family so we started uh providing meals for for nurses and and frontline workers um, really before anybody else did we closed our dining rooms like 10 days before starbucks did everybody said we were crazy but um so we switched to a takeout model before most did we invested very quickly in in online and digital sales. So, we launched our online platform in January. Um, we launched a brand new app uh, about six weeks ago. So we worked very very quickly on that. Our digital sales have gone up uh, almost a thousand percent at this point when you compare January January versus um, November. You know, for our people, we. We, went, we switched our managers to work four days a week so they could have three consecutive days off with their families. Um, our hourly employee, we didn't lay anybody off. Um, we actually gave our, um, our hourly employees a $2 raise, as well as a free meal and a free uh, immune boosting juice every day, which was uh, very well received. We invested in touch-free payment devices, um, we increased our benefits and sick pay i mean we we just went all out we put one executive in each store as as uh we call them store leaders so for moral support you know keep their moods in check we even did uh fun at home contests we did uh, uh contests where you know we are share your favorite pet. what's your favorite at home activity Covid activity um what is, you know, show us your favorite meal that you cook at home. And we would have a first, second, and third place in our company and reward them with gift cards. Um, so, I mean, we can go on and on and on. But we, the gloves came off and uh, we fought to stay open. And, and I'm very happy to say that we did.
0: That's great. Um, and you've stayed at full, uh, like full employment and haven't cut back at all?
2: So the, the only, the, we have not laid anybody off. Um, the only the only thing that we did is we had a conversation. We're, we're still a relatively small company. So seven stores plus a, a commissary kitchen. And we spoke with uh, our part-time employees, crew members that worked 11 hours or less a week that were not financially dependent on, on, on us uh-huh. um, so that we could redistribute those hours to people that were. And uh, we have, I'm pleased to say that um, 90% of those people that voluntarily took some time off have all been rehired.
0: Oh, that's great. So I think I saw that in addition to like the meal and, and grocery stuff that you were selling some like survival kits, what, what were those? Is that, is that a thing you're still doing? Uh, not actually
1: doing right now, but always available. We were thinking that, um, back in that March and April timeframe of the some of the things we're dependent on from our own restaurant and the things like coffee beans and gluten-free bakery. A bunch of us are gluten-free in our diets. Um, certain healthy food items that we had just grown to love at Crush. So we put together this idea of the uh, little survival kit that you could have delivered to your doorstep just filled with all the goodies and ingredients that people have come to love at Crush.
0: So there are a fair number of concepts in uh, in your space that are you know just do the cold pressed juices or just do sort of health focused meals and uh, you have really combined these uh, these things these different concepts. Can you talk about the business decision to sort of be a one stop place for all these things?
1: We chose to do it all because that's how. That's what we picture the health journey being. It's a little bit of everything in moderation. You need different things at different times in your health journey. Whole press juicing is one of the most powerful health tools for um, improving your gut and for changing your pH and for really getting these hefty doses of nutrients and minerals. But it's hard to just live on juice alone. So for us, having one juice a day on an empty stomach is a medicinal tool for a lot of us to really feel hydrated and well-nourished. Each bottle of juice has about pounds of vegetables in it. Um, but we also felt really attached, maybe it's our, our Italian roots, our oh Italian God. heritage, but to really having a, a lot of good food offerings around and having, back to what I said in the beginning, something for everyone all the time. So each of our four kids like something different, knowing we can serve them and ourselves and our extended family and friend network was, was really the driving force to doing it all in one space.
0: Have you noted any change in, um, you know, consumer uh, behavior, consumer eating during all this? I mean, I, I know we talk at restaurant business, there's been a, you know, huge increase in comfort type foods and chicken wings and fried chicken sandwiches and and all these things that might make us feel good while we're trapped inside our people? Is there still demand for um, more of these health-focused organic things?
1: Yeah, to what you just said, it was, it definitely was disappointing when we saw the long lines in our own neighborhoods back, you know, right at the Wendy's and the Burger King and stuff that, because we, we were in, you were reading and seeing early on in the pandemic that your diet contributed so greatly to how you, how you got through this virus. Um, We, we live in this amazing special world with our clientele where they all made the connection early on and went more and more and more down that path of trying to get the ginger and the garlic and the lemon and the oranges and the turmeric into their diet on a daily basis. One of the things we did starting in March and April was make a daily video on social media sharing a crush recipe that had to do with wellness. So we t- were teaching our wellness teas and our green dream smoothie that was full of spinach and avocado and our fighter drink that was really high in vitamin C. So that way our audience that existed would have all the tools at their fingertips to be able to keep themselves healthy. And that, that those videos were really well received from the college kids to the high school and college kids all the way through you know, our peer group.
0: One of you mentioned that you know business was understandably really really down uh, in the early days. How are things looking now?
2: Um, so I mean, we've made a, a pretty good comeback. Um, we've increased, so so one thing that we did notice as we went into the pandemic um, is that our ticket, the the number of tickets decreased, but the the, the size of the ticket, so the check average increased. Um, I'm slowly, slowly, uh, seeing some of that come back again. Now I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen this winter. Um, we are pleased that, um, most of our stores have done a full recovery. Um, and, um, a couple of them are, are up year over year, which is a, very exciting for us. Um, you know, people need crush and I think people ultimately, yes, comfort food is great, but eventually you're gonna feel, um, you know, bogged down, you know, from that food and heavy, and and you're not gonna feel great. And the people we have such loyalty from our customers, and the the ones that that come back every day, they realize how amazing you feel um, by eating our food. So so we're optimistic about the future. Um, we are we're we're ready for this fall, this fall, this winter. We're there, and um, we're ready with whatever comes our way. Our off-premise sales, and I looked at this recently. In January, off-premise sales made up about 60 percent, and uh, right now there it's about 85 percent. And uh, obviously, a huge portion of that has shifted to digital. So um, you know, we reacted quickly, and I think I think when the we get through this winter. Um, that digital sales will remain where it is and indoor dining and patio will just be layered on top of that. So I I think we're going to see um, a good increase in in revenue, especially year over year, going into spring and uh, and summer.
0: Sure, have you done anything internally, um, either through uh, menu innovation or anything that's pushing uh, users of the app to boost those check averages? Or is that just kind of happened organically?
2: Well, we, we actively push the app in our stores, especially we've, we've done that over the last six weeks. Um, we encourage all of our, our, our guests to sign up for loyalty. So we have some great loyalty programs to defer. If you sign up, you get 10% off. For every $200 you spend, you, can, you get 10% off. You get a birthday gift in during your birthday month. And we also have a lottery loyalty. It's, that's basically our system, randomly picking 20 customers and giving them uh, some some reward for free, just for fun. Um, so yeah, we we try. We've learned f- through our loyalty programs that the the uh, the uplift report shows us that our loyalty customers spend more than our non-loyalty customers. So we're actively engaged. We don't have a magic a silver bullet or. Anything like that, we just make things wildly important in the store, and we talk about it with each other and, and to our guests, and uh, we add theatrics to it, and uh, and that's how um, how we increase you know our, our loyalty and and people signing up for it.
0: And I saw that you're scheduled to um, open an on-campus location. That that actually does seem like a good fit for your concept. Is that something you are? exploring more of either on, you know, college campuses or perhaps um, some sort of hospital partnership or anything like that?
1: We are getting ready for our first on-campus venture that'll open mid-January, and it'll be an organic crush. The campus will operate it, but will be the source of um, much of the ingredients and recipes, and um, it'll be our, it'll be our first foray into seeing how it goes. It's really exciting. I was a health and women's studies major in college, and really felt the education that you can receive at that stage of your life around healthy living is such an instrumental part of your future years. So to be able to be a part of the college kids journeys and offer that organic and healthy food is super exciting. It'll have a test kitchen as part of the cafe and there'll be a registered dietitian that will be there regularly for coaching and cooking lessons. So we're super excited for it and it'll be our way to, you know, to test and figure out if it's a good fit and and works operationally.
0: Sure. So what, um, what does the growth roadmap look for you guys look like for you guys? And and has that changed, um, you know, in this time of coronavirus? Hmm,
1: that is a good question. We, we're a growth minded company, we all really thrive on the excitement of growing, we are finding a lot of comfort in just creating stability within all of our restaurants right now. And we have 168 people who work, uh, who are part of the team and taking care of them and making sure we all stay healthy in all the different ways that health matters is kind of the primary focus, but yes, we're, you know, we're, we're looking, we're wide open to ideas. We have a meal plan program launching in February, an extensive meal plan program. So growth, growth always, I think the, the market, the world is ripe for organic and healthy, and there's a big market share out there. So we're, we're figuring out our path In that the pandemic has, you know, affected us a little, a little bit in terms of how fast we were planning to open new restaurants, but um, we're, yeah, we're in the game, still there.
0: What does that meal plan program look like?
2: Um, so the meal, the meal plan, meal plan program, it's going to be, um, an e-commerce website. It's a, it's really a product line of organic crush where we're partnering with a, um, uh, a dietitian and nutritionist, as well as a um, a celebrity trainer, which will more to come on that as well as uh, our founding chef, Jimmy Chinis. So you've got your, you've got the chef that makes the food taste amazing. Um, you've got uh, the, the fitness celebrity that is going to tell you why this who is a, yeah, who is a loyal customer of ours for, for the past five years. And then you have this, we have this amazing uh, nutritionist and dietitian that's, going to make sure that the food, the plan is right for you and the nutritional values match who you are. And then we're going to offer three plans. Uh, plans. The one is plan strong. Another one is deep nutrition. The third one is muscle max. Um, each has, you know, each plan is about six days worth of foods for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's some customization and some a la carte of options. Um, we're in the testing phase right now. And, um, we're excited to, to bring this to market, um, you know, quickly after the new year.
0: That's great. Um, is there anything else I should be asking you two about? Anything else you'd want to add in here? Oh,
1: we can't quite hear you. Thank you for asking so many good questions. I think you got us covered. We, you know, we're, we're thrilled to be a part of communities and Um, helping all the community, as many communities as we can follow along this health journey. We always have philanthropic partners in the different communities we are in. And uh, we plan to be around for a long time
0: doing just that. Thank you both for your time. I really appreciate it so much. Thank you, Heather.